0: And now, it's time for the further adventures of Big John and Sparky. Today's chapter is entitled, Not Much Doing. Yes, it was kind of a blah day that day in Cincinnati, the day of which today's chapter uh, tells about. Sparky's uh, attempts to get new baseball uniforms for his team were working out quite well. We hadn't heard from Yuki Butcher, who was in spring training with the Cincinnati Reds baseball team. I've been getting my garden in, just taking it easy. Come join us now. Big John and Sparky in the little house all the way up the next block. Hey, Big John, the mailman come yet? Oh, my. Now what are you waiting for?
1: What am I waiting for? Don't tell me you forgot already.
0: Forgot? About what?
1: About the tickets. For the Cincinnati Red Doping Ball Game that Yuki said he was going to send us.
0: Oh, those. No, I haven't forgotten about them, but <laughs> I just wasn't thinking about them at the moment.
1: Well, I don't see how you can even stop thinking about them. Oh boy, if they can't just think you to attend us free tickets to see the Cincinnati Reds first baseball game of the season.
0: Well, after all, Sparky, opening day is still a few days off.
1: Well, how long is it really?
0: Um It's Monday, the thirteenth.
1: Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Boy, I hope it won't be unlucky for the Reds. You know, thirteen's supposed to be an unlucky number.
0: Ah, that's a lot of superstition. There's no such thing as lucky or unlucky numbers. I don't want you believing that kind of foolishness. If the Reds lose, it's simply they lose. It doesn't have anything to do with the date being the 13th of April.
1: Hey, what if they win? <laughs> you know what? Rabbi teacher says
0: the 13th is his lucky number. <laughs> well, there, there you are, see? Well, if the Reds win, it'll also be... Uh, won't have anything to do with the number 13 being a lucky number or an unlucky number. It <laughs>
1: doesn't make uh, a difference. I guess numbers can't make good or bad things happen. Uh, number time. Huh?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Well, you still haven't answered me. What? Did the mailman come yet?
0: Uh, well, I'm sure I don't know, Sparky. Go out and look in the mailbox if you want to know. Why don't you go see? Yeah, I young man. <laughs> tell why I didn't think of that in
1: the first
0: place. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't either. Come around here asking me. You think I'm always going out to the mailbox every five minutes to see if he's here? Well that kid, I tell you... Well, look who's here. Hi, Mayor Plumfront. Hi How's here? the house? How's nice man, all righty. Well, sounds like Mayor Plumfront. Oh, it is the mayor. Hello there, mayor. Hi, Buster. I was just coming up your front walk here when the lad came out the front porch. How you doing? How you be? Oh, just fine. Come on in. Sit down. All right. do I have to do? Oh, hey. Oh, shit. Right down here. yeah. I tell you, this is the most comfortable chair in the world. Right here is the most comfortable chair there is. Yes. What about the mail, Spark? Uh, He wasn't here yet, big time. Either that or we're
1: not getting
0: any mail today. Well, don't worry about it, Sparky. The tickets will get here in time for the game. What's the lad worrying about there, Buster? Well, the the. the uh, hey, Mayor, we
1: haven't told you yet. Uh, we got a letter from uh, Yuki yesterday, and uh, he's going to send us, that uh, is you and Big John, and me, free box seats to see the Cincinnati Reds opening game.
0: Oh well, good, good for Yuki. There's only one thing wrong. I won't be able to use the free tickets. You won't? Why not? I'm going to be out of town opening day, Mayor. Out of town. Oh, Buster, I, would <laughs> I wouldn't be a very good mayor if I was out of town on the Cincinnati Reds opening game. <laughs> no, sure, I won't be out of town. No, sure, Well, then how come you
1: won't be able
0: to use the free tickets? Well, lad, because being mayor of this here grand and glorious city of ours, I have uh, a special season pass presented to me by the Cincinnati Reds baseball club every year.
1: Hey, oh boy. Wow, you sure are lucky,
0: Mayor. And on top of that, as you know, I have to throw out the first ball on uh, opening day. See? <laughs> hey,
1: that's right. Well, if you ask me, being mayor is the best job in the whole wide world. Uh-huh. You well, know, I think someday I'll try to get elected mayor. I mean, when I grow up, that is. Don't worry, Mayor. You don't have anything to worry about now because I'm just a little
0: kid. Yeah, Mayor, you don't have anything to worry about right now. Boy.
1: Uh, how did you ever get elected mayor the first time, Mayor?
0: Oh, uh, that's a long and an interesting story. It uh, goes back a long time. It was because, actually, it was because I was a war hero, lad. I was a hero in the World War. I didn't know you were in the war. Well, not the last war, lad. I'm talking about World War One. That's the one I was in. I may have told you about it sometime in the past, lad, that I was in the United States Army Air Corps. I was the greatest ace of the war. Of course, being as modest as I am, I wouldn't let anybody else but you hear me say that. Why don't
1: you tell me all about
0: it? Tell you all about it? Well? Let's see. When I left the United States to go overseas to help fight the war, our side was a losing. The enemy had more airplanes and better pilots than we could ever hope to have. They was a knocking our airplanes out of the sky left and right, and it looked bad, lad. It looked bad.
1: What happened after you got overseas?
0: Well, lad, I'll never forget my first day. I climbed into my airplane after the machine guns had been loaded and I took off. I had a white silk scarf like we wore in them days, and it fluttered in the breeze as I flew along. That was my trademark, you see, lad. That and a big black cat which I had painted on the side of my plane. Hey, that sounds cute. Yeah. Well, sir, the enemy must have heard that there was a new pilot in France because I wasn't in the air more than five minutes when ten enemy planes came a-roaring in out of the clouds. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what else could I do, lad? I proceeded to shoot them down. Shot them down one by one, all except in one, which I later learned was piloted by the enemy ace pilot, Baron von Richtenberg. And the Red Baron he was known as in them days. He got away, but not before I just shot his plane full of holes. Looked like a piece of Swiss cheese. Wow. <laughs> Swiss cheese. Well, then, lad, the next day I went out enemy hunting again. I was flying over the Argonne when all of a sudden, with the sun behind them, twenty enemy airplanes come a- zooming out of the sky at me, and there leading the pack was the Red Baron, Baron von Richtenberg, and I blazed away with my machine guns. Wow. Well, what else, lad? Next thing I knew, there was only one plane in the sky besides my own. Once again, it was the Red Baron, that Baron von Richtenberg again. So I went after him. I blazed away with my machine guns. And the tail of his plane fell off, you know. And I let him have it with my machine guns again. The Baron turned and he flew back to his air base. And it was another victory for Plump Front. Altogether, I shot down 28 planes in two Gee, days. that was really something. what happened then, Mayor? Well, my fame grew to all corners of the globe, and every enemy pilot was afraid to take off in his airplane because they knowed if I was in the sky, I'd shoot him down, you know. Oh, I tell you, that
1: is something.
0: Yes. Uh, well, what
1: would you do with no more airplanes to shoot down?
0: Well, I've become the first airplane pilot ever to drop bombs from his plane. I got the idea one day whilst I was flying over Enemy territory looking for airplanes to shoot down. Couldn't find none. So I thought, well, while I'm flying around over Enemy territory like this, why don't I just drop some bombs on them. <laughs> so I went back to my air base and I got a couple bombs and put them in the cockpit and it took off and flew over the lines and just dumped these things out and bombed the enemy just like that.
1: Boy, there... Uh, is that a fact? I didn't know you invented dropping bombs from an airplane.
0: Oh, I did, lad. And you know what? The enemy guards are scared of me. They just up and surrendered the next day. They did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you mean that you won the war single-handedly? I oh,
0: sure did. The enemy up and surrendered because the singing went around. front is in the sky. That's what the enemy kept saying, and they figured they couldn't win the war, so they just hey, you up and
1: surrendered. And won the first world war all by himself.
0: That's right, lad. And because I was such a hero, when I came back home to Cincinnati after the war, the people just up and elected me the mayor of the town, you see.
1: Boy, you're really something else again, Mayor.
0: Yes, I am, for a fact. Mayor? Yes, Big John. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I don't seem to remember seeing any mention of you in the history books. Well, you see, Busty, there's, uh... There's um... <laughs> in fact, may or all the history books I've ever read tell an altogether different story. How do you explain that? Well, you see, there's a... a hmm. Sparky man, uh, wasn't you expecting the mailman to bring you something there? Yeah,
1: the free tickets to the Cincinnati Reds opening well, baseball game. there's
0: the mailman out in your front porch. Why well, don't you see him through the window there?
1: Hey, yeah, there he is. That's
0: right. Okay, I'm going to go get the mail face, John. Boy, I think it's an healthy game here. Hot dog. Well, Buster, what do you say? We uh, play a little game of checkers here. Mayor, you didn't tell me how come your name isn't in the history books. How about a little game of checkers, Big John? Mayor, how about explaining that story? Maybe you'd rather play a game of chess. Mayor, was that story you told Sparky about your experiences in the war true? Maybe just as soon play Monopoly or a little game of flinch or Rook or something like that. Old maid, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Buster, how can can you talk like that about me? Do you think I'd tell stories that ain't true? Yes, I do. Oh. Now explain yourself. Now, Buster, you wouldn't want me to disillusion the lad, would you? Now, here he comes back from the mailbox. (laughs) Oh, Mayor, you old windbag. Isn't it a fact? <laughs> well, lad, did the mailman bring you what you was expecting there? I see.
1: Uh all he has is an old advertisement from the no Dry Cleaners and a letter for Big John from a book club he belongs here. Yeah, I'm beginning to think that we're not even going to get those tickets. And if we don't, we won't be able to see the Cincinnati Reds play their opening day game. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Got to say. Yuki Butcher said he'd send us some free box seat tickets for the Cincinnati Reds' first big league game of the season, and they haven't got here yet. And opening day is Monday. I sure want to see that game. This it's going to be the first one Yuki plays in as a big league baseball player. But if we don't get the tickets, we won't be able to go. I'll tell you, it's always something, always something. I don't have to worry about the dumb tickets. Well, I'll see you later, kid. I'll see you later. Keep your fingers crossed. Go on. Yeah. <laughs>